0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Torah portion, the portion of Vayechi, the final portion in the book of Genesis. We are here with the Holy Robinson, uh Elizabeth Savetsky. Welcome, Rebenson. How are you doing today?
1: Doing phenomenal. Very excited about being in the presence of holiness. Very excited to learn today.
0: We are going to jump right in to learn some Torah. We try to start with a prayer. I'll say the prayer. You say, Amen. Hashem, please put the right words into my mouth, into our minds, so we can adequately deliver your holy Torah. Amen. Amen. Let's do it, my friends. We prepared the portion. We said a prayer. And now all that's left is to jump right in. So this is the portion of Ayachi. for those who have uh, not joined us recently, the story of Genesis is the story of creation and Noah and the forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Jacob has twelve sons, and their twelve sons sell their brother, uh, Ten of the sons sell their brother Joseph down to Egypt. Joseph is sold as a slave in Egypt. He becomes a, uh, he, he, he becomes a slave and he gets put into jail when his uh, master's wife accuses him of uh of rape and uh, he's in jail for 12 years and uh in jail he interprets the dream of a uh of of a minister of a couple ministers of pharaoh and joseph is called on to interpret pharaoh's dream and he becomes the second in command to pharaoh and uh, joseph is the second in command to pharaoh and he brings his whole family down to egypt and the whole jewish nation is down in egypt and uh, Joseph, his father, and his and his brothers, and this week's Torah portion is the end of that story. And Jacob is about to die. And the next book of of the Torah talks about the slavery, our slavery in Egypt. Many of you know about the Passover story where we leave leave from Egypt. Well, this is how we landed in Egypt, and this is how we became slaves in Egypt. So this week's Torah portion, Jacob is about to die. And he calls his son Joseph. And he says, I'm about to die, and I have a request from you. And Joseph says, yes. He says, do not bury me in Egypt. Jacob is worried because Jacob was such a hero. He was the father of the viceroy of Egypt. That He was afraid that they were going to worship his body. They'll make him into a deity. His, uh, his grave site, whatever. He didn't want to, God forbid, become uh, an idol. So therefore, he said, please don't Bury me in Egypt. So Joseph says, okay, I won't bury you in Egypt. But Jacob, that wasn't enough. Jacob says, swear to me that you won't bury me in Egypt. And Jacob says, I swear that I won't bury you in Egypt. Now, that's a little bit audacious to say to a monarch, right? You know, we're talking about, we're not talking about a a democratic government, right? This is, uh, think of Kim Jong-un right? Like you're standing in front of him and you say, he tells, you know, can you do me a favor? He says, yes. He said, well, swear to me, you're going to do me a favor. So it seems a little strange that, well, not not it's surprising that Jacob doesn't trust his son to say, I'm going to bury you. I'm going to bury you in Israel. But he makes him swear. So we see a fascinating thing as the, as the, as a portion goes on, why did Jacob make him swear? So let's just finish the Torah portion. The rest of the Torah portion is that Jacob, uh, uh, Blesses all his children, and then eventually Jacob dies, and all the sons die. And again, next portion, we we, we start the slave But let's try to dig deep into why Jacob made Joseph swear. So there's a fascinating Midrash that says that Jacob knew that Joseph, it's a big insult. Joseph is the viceroy of Egypt. Imagine the president of the United States is buried outside of, of America, right? Imagine President Reagan, you know, made a request, please bury me in Mexico. It's like, what are we, chopped liver? Like, like what, what does that mean? So Jacob knew that it was insulting to, the, to Egypt if Jacob is requested to be buried in Israel. So, and we actually see when Joseph asked permission from Pharaoh to bury his father in Egypt, Jacob, Pharaoh said, because you swore, you can bury him there because you swore. Meaning that if you hadn't swear, sworn, you would not be able to bury him in Egypt. What, and the message says an amazing thing. You see that Joseph had made a swear to Pharaoh as well. And Pharaoh knew that if Joseph breaks his swear to his father it's only a matter of time that he'll break his swear to pharaoh because once you have the character trait of a swear breaker of a promise breaker Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't it doesn't change it's a midos don't split character traits don't split if the person you're dating is obnoxious to the waiter they're going to be obnoxious to you If the person that you're hanging out with is dishonest in in business, they're going to be dishonest in your relationship. You see, Joseph made a promise to Pharaoh in ancient Egypt. In order to be the Pharaoh, you had to know the most languages of anyone, and Joseph knew one more language than Pharaoh. Joseph knew Hebrew. Hebrew, and Pharaoh didn't. So Joseph swore to Pharaoh and said. I, I, he swore, I'm not going to tell anybody that I know more and I overthrow you as the, as, the, as the Pharaoh. So I, I'm swearing to you, I'm not going to break, I, I'm I'm not going to tell anyone. So Pharaoh said, if you swore to your father, don't break that swear because don't become a swear breaker.
1: Because once you're a liar, 100%. 100%. 100%. Say,
0: and, once a
1: cheater, always a cheater. That's from a if, friend's episode, which
0: and, you wouldn't know in Schmutzler Arts. <laughs> so, so, if if you want to change a, a character trait, if you want to become great, this is imperative to know. If in one, you know, there's a myth out there that if somebody, you know, that there's somebody, this person is very religious. He's a very religious person, but he's not very kind to people. He's not very uh, he's not very friendly. He's not very you know civil. He's not very socially um, appropriate. That's that's an impossibility. It's impossible for a person to be religious without being a nice, good person. Why? Yeah. you can't have a relationship with God if you're not kind to other people.
1: We see it all the time though, like people judge by the outside, you know, by observance and by dress and by... Well, yeah, you know, it doesn't
0: mean you can't dress, dress observant, but you're not really observant. No. You're not, you're not observant. You can't be grateful to God if you're not grateful to your wife, or you're not wife to your husband, if you're not grateful to the mailman, if you're not a grateful person, you have to
1: be consistent.
0: Exactly, D- things do not split. Things do not change. So the way you are with one person or with one situation is going to be the same way you are with other people. And Pharaoh knew that. And Pharaoh understood that. And we have to internalize this because it's completely and totally life changing. So if you want to have a relationship with God, like before we do the uh, berachah at my house after to thank God for the food, you know, after the after the meal, so. We make sure to thank the cook, the chef, my wife. Right? Thank you, mommy. What was your favorite dish? Thank you. This was delicious. Right? And once you can thank mommy, once you can thank your wife, your husband, once you can thank mankind and be an appreciative person, so then it's a natural uh, extension to be grateful to God.
1: I love that. That's so. That's such a great tradition.
0: Yeah, and that's really what life is. Life is practice. We're we're practicing on. Those around us to relate to the infinite because those around us we can see and, and relate to in a physical way. And if we can't relate to them the right way, so we certainly aren't going to be able to relate to God in the right way. Right. And and we see, we see, and uh, so now, okay, so now, so the ultimate, I want to tell you the following story. There's a story in the Talmud, Mrs. Savetsky, and it goes like this: it's a strange story. So let's try to dig deep and understand it. There was a boy who fell into a pit. And and uh, he was stuck in this pit. He was going to die. And a little boy, maybe he was 10 years old, and a little girl came by, maybe eight years old, nine years old, and pulled him out of the pit. And uh, he said, thank you so much. How can I, how can I thank you? And she said, I want to marry you. And he said, OK, we're young, but you know, we'll get married one day. And she said, how do I know? And he says, well, the, we'll have two witnesses. The, the, the pit will be one witness. And there was a little weasel running by. The weasel on the pit will be our witnesses. Have you heard the story? No. So of course, this kid forgets about his promise, and he gets married to somebody else, and 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 he has two children. The first one dies by falling into a pit. The second one dies by being bit by a weasel. And his wife says, "That's strange. Like, What's going on?" And he remembers this story, and he goes, and, and she says, "You gotta, you know, divorce me and go back. You made a, you made a commitment." What do we see by this? We see the power of reliance, the power of faith, the power of dependency. I'll give you an example. Imagine you're walking down the street in Manhattan, right? And there's a little kid with a sign out, let's say a 15 year old kid with a sign out and says, you know, please give me a dollar, you know, a please, homeless, please help, right? So certainly any caring, kind person will stop and give them a dollar, five dollars and stop, right? But now let's say, imagine that you're sitting at home and you hear a knock on the door and standing there is that same 15 year old kid and that kid says um, Mrs. Savetsky i hear you're very charitable and and you're you know I was sent here because i i heard you can help me and i'm i'm homeless and i really need help you're going to give a lot more than $1 or a lot more than $5 why because the kid is putting his entire reliance on you is investing everything on you and therefore you are receiving much more reliance and therefore you are going to give back so much more you're going to you're going to deliver so much more. The ultimate one that we can rely on, Mrs. Savetsky, the ultimate one that we can rely on is? Our creator. If when I rely on a pit and a weasel, they're able to deliver. If I rely on other people, they're able to deliver. How much more so when I rely on the creator, the infinite who has unlimited ability to deliver. So this is a trick that we can learn in order to rely on the creator. How? Listen to this. Remember, midos don't split. If you're good in one situation, you're good in another. If you're bad, if you're lacking in another situation, you're lacking in another. So listen to this. How do I develop reliance on the creator? Is by being a reliable person. When I go through my life, I need to rely on the creator. I'm sorry. When I go through life, I have to be a reliable person. What does that mean? Right. If I say I'll be there at three o'clock, I am there at three o'clock. If I say uh, I'll have the report due by Monday Monday morning, I have the report due by Monday morning. And if I'm not sure if there are things beyond my control, I say I'll say I'll be there around three o'clock, or I'll try to have it by Monday morning. But commitments are vitally important. Commitments are 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 imperative to your own ability to have faith in someone else. If you are not a faithful person, you cannot have faith in others. Your ability to have faith in others and the faith in God is by being a faithful person. Sometimes, you you know, you, I, I, I'm sensitive to this. So I hear, I'm not saying I'm perfect there, but at least I'm sensitive to it. And you hear people's answering machines or they're on the phone. They have an automatic text. Um, hey, sorry, can't get to the phone. I'll call you right back. That is that is so not true, or you know, you liar. Yeah, I'm, I'm busy. I'll call. You, I'll call you later. It's not true. So if you're not going to call later, so don't. So they're say, "Thank." Please leave a message, right? But to make a commitment, making commitment is is the is it's like a promise. It's like a yes. swear. It's like a. Uh, yeah. It's it's it's. This is it's, actually
1: something I'm personally working on because I used to. I'm such a yes person, but I also have such a full life. And you know, even if I mean it in the moment, if I know that I may get busy, I need to change the way I say it.
0: Um, and, and 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 there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong wrong with not with saying I'll try. Yeah, but but, but don't also say also I will. Also, but it's all. But but it's also good to occasionally make a commitment, but then okay. keep it. In, other words, in a time, because it's good for your muscles, you're, you're teaching your muscle, you're teaching yourself how to keep commitments, right? Like, you know, as a parent, you know, I'm sure, right, all the time, we'll do it tomorrow or no, not now, uh, uh, you know, you can have it in an hour, right? Or you can't say that if it's not true. And, uh, and also, you should make it true. In other words, you should keep whatever commitments you, you do make. So and so what is that what is that what do we what do we see? We see is if you want to be a person who relies on the infinite, if you want to be a person who relies on God, we have to be a person who is reliable. My uh my mentor, Rabbi Lawrence Kellerman, told us an amazing story. About, oh my
1: gosh, uh, I read all his books.
0: So so he he told us an amazing story. He said that um he was making a bris for his son. And um and he asked Rabbi, I think it was Rabbi Walby to come and be the sandik to hold the baby during the bris. And Rabbi Waldman wasn't able to. And he said something to the effect of, you know, maybe at, at your next baby, I'll do it. Or so, something like that. At the next baby, Rabbi Kelvin calls him up and says, could you be the sandik?" And he said, no, I can't.
1: Yeah, but so, you promised.
0: Yeah, so Rabbi, Rabbi <laughs> Kelvin said, if I was young and young and, uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done this, but Rabbi Kalman said, he, right, young Chutzpudek, he said, but you, you know, you made a commitment. So I've always said, okay, okay, I'll be there. And uh, he came, he held the baby and then he disappeared. Like he didn't stay for the meal. He didn't. And he, Rabbi Kalman did understand, on the Like, well, you know, stick around, maybe speak to the crowd. And he found out later that he was having a emergency eye surgery that morning, like an hour after the bris. And, and he ran out to go have eye surgery and he made sure to be there why because faith having faith is such a important muscle you have to be a faithful person if you don't know what faith is often we have a hard time relating to to god having a faith we're sometimes self-centered and egotistical and and the way we we let go is by learning the skill of faith that means when i say a word it's it's gold i'll give you an example imagine you were uh you were um, managing a hotel, right? And your mom, when you were growing up, your mom made you clean your room and like nut- neat and tidy and dust right? free. You did a great job. So you understand the concept of cleanliness. But if you grew up as a slob and like just very messy and very... So then when your job is to keep a hotel clean, you don't even understand what clean means. No. You can't even wrap your mind around clean- cleanliness. No. So that's, that, is the, that is a, a, a big lesson. Um, in this week's Torah portion, that, that midos don't split. Character traits do not split. If we want to learn how to be reliant on others, this is something that Pharaoh knows. If we want to learn how to be reliant, we have to be consistently reliant all around. And it goes for, for all character traits. If you want to be kind, you have to be kind everywhere. If you want to be giving, you have to be giving everywhere. And in that way, my dear friend, uh, friends who are listening, uh, we will merit to uh, to tap into the ultimate one to be dependent on if a person delivers when we're dependent on them then certainly god will deliver when we are completely dependent on 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 god and ask for anything and uh, have a relationship and be open to infinite blessing <laughs> What do you say, Mrs. Savetsky? I say that's phenomenal. I always
1: love how you break it down to the practical tools that we can actually incorporate in this moment. I can be, you know, these are tools that I can use to act in a godly way to get closer to God and um, and also to my fellow man because I think relationships are what life is all about. And I definitely needed to hear about reliability today. I'm just going to say... I wonder if you were guilt tripping me for constantly rescheduling our class.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I often have that. Like when I, I heard first heard this concept from Rabbi Kelman, actually. And, you know, I work, I live in Jersey. I work in the city. And, you know, so you, you try to stack appointments. So, you know, you're going to the city. So you try to have five or six, seven appointments. But let's say you make an appointment, only one person. So you really want to reschedule. But then. Rescheduling is not keeping your word, so it's a it's a tough call. So I, I did go in for one one appointment um, after you know after hearing this concept. I'm not saying you know I, I still obviously need to work on it, but uh, but it is certainly something to keep in mind that our words are powerful. Our words me- have meaning. Our words are important, and uh, and 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 you know although in our society sometimes uh, they're not so valued. But they are important, uh, right? A, a handshake or a word is a is a, a vital a vital thing. You know, a person could a person could accomplish incredible things with with his language. So we yeah. need to uh,
1: integrity integrity.
0: One hundred percent. And 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 as you said, you know, mankind and God, it's it's one character trait, right? You're practicing on mankind in order that you can be have a relationship with God. If we don't treat others with faith faithfulness and respect and reliability so we can't have that same relationship with the infinite
1: i love that thank you so much rabbi shabbat have shalom good- and tell your <laughs> wife i said thank you for the beautiful food <laughs>
0: you guys will have to come for
1: you so that you can speak to us
0: you guys will have to come for shabbat soon and taste it uh uh taste it for real if anybody has any questions certainly reach out. My email is rabbi e at dot or DM me on Instagram.
1: DM your rabbi. Your dot rabbi.
0: That's it. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in, Robinson. Thanks everybody thank for me, coming. Rabbi. Have a beautiful, amazing, uplifting, relaxing, awesome Shabbat. Amen. I